Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderbilt, your host today. Welcome back to our, our series on uh, all things tech and uh, we've been speaking with uh, Martina Oglethorpe over the last couple of sessions and it's delightful to have her back with us again. Thank you, good to be back. Martine, perhaps you can start by introducing yourself to our listeners. Uh, yes, Martine Oglethorpe from themodernparent.net, which is my blog um, and website where I talk all things uh, growing up in a digital world. Um, I am an uh, online safety and digital wellbeing uh, expert accredited by the Office of the eSafety Commission of Australia. And I spend a lot of time in schools working with uh, teachers, parents and uh, students themselves on how they can uh, safely and smartly navigate uh, all things uh, online in the digital world. And also I'm mother to uh, five boys ranging in age from seven up to 18. So I have plenty of uh, personal experience as well. Fantastic. So I've just had an update on my phone recently that now tells me how much screen time I've had during the week. And I have to say, I was really quite surprised. One week I was pleasantly surprised because I thought I was sort of connected to it all the time. Um, and then the, another week I've gone, really? That much time? You know, I was quite, really quite surprised. Um, so, I mean, that's an, adult, that's an adult situation and I can kind of monitor that myself. But there's a lot of um, advice around about how much screen time um, is suitable. So I, I suppose really what what is screen time and how much of it is okay? Wow, big question there. Because I think what is screen time? I think we sort of wrap everything up in screen time and we do a lot of things with these devices that we just call screen time and so do our kids. So I think we need to get a little bit cleverer with um, the way we look at screen time and and even our definition of screen time because Anytime we pick up a phone, we are, we are calling it screen time or we're on a device or on a computer. But as we know, the, the experiences that we have with those devices are vastly different depending on what we're doing. And, uh, you know, we have uh, the, uh, the World Health Organization and the American Psychiatric Association trying to give us some sorts of guidelines, but really actually struggling with this. I think our guidelines are something like, under 12 months, you know, no screen time at all. Between 12 months and 18 months, I think we can Skype grandma. Between 18 months and, and two, we can have some interactive play with mum or dad on an on a iPad. And, and from then on, it just goes all a bit uh, haywire because it really is looking at what are we doing with the screens. And so I think for me, uh, when it comes to how much screen time uh, or, or how much is okay, we need to ask some different questions to that. So the three questions that I always uh, say to parents are most important are what are they doing with the screens? You know, what, what is, is it that they are actually using the screen for? Um, what is the effect and what are they missing out on? So looking at what are they doing with the screens? Are they, for example, uh, just uh, consuming content, just sitting there watching YouTube video after YouTube video, whatever comes up as their suggested next video, are they just watching that for hours on end? Um, or are they creating a song in GarageBand? Or are they making a movie in iMovie? Or are they searching up how to uh, uh, make a paper plane to go and fly with their baby brother? 
And that's a vastly different experience to a child maybe watching something violent or, or pornographic or watching um, some old dude unbox games or toys or, you know, so there's vastly different uses of that screen time. Even if we're saying you've got half an hour on YouTube or whatever, there's, there's lots of different things that we can be doing on YouTube. So looking at what are they doing, um, I mean, that's not to say we can't have that, you know, time where we're just consuming content. That's fine. We all had, you know, time when we got home from school and watched reruns of the Brady Bunch and that's all fine. Um, but if that's the bulk of what they're doing, then that's the time that they spend doing that um, can be different to the time that they spent maybe doing something that's a lot more productive. So we look at, at what they're doing. We look at the effect that it's having on them. Um, you know, is, is it something that's um, yeah, motivating them, inspiring them, helping them to learn? Um, or is it something that's, you know, zapping them of all of their self-esteem? You know, is it making them compare themselves to everybody out there who's got more friends, followers, likers, prettier, smarter, whatever, um, than what they are, going on better holidays, all of that sort of stuff? Are they just constantly comparing themselves? Are they constantly feeling excluded because they're looking at what everybody else is doing? Are they feeling all that fear of missing out, all of that sort of stuff? Are they, um, are they having a good time when they're online? You know, are they um, the connections that they make, positive connections? Or are they, um, you know, and are they enjoying banter with friends? Are they having a laugh? Are they feeling supported? Or are they being cyberbullied? You know, they're vastly different experiences of screen time. And certainly that's what, what we need to be looking at as well. Um, and also I think it's important that we look at what are they missing out on with that screen time? Is that screen time meaning that they are no longer enjoying activities that they used to enjoy or or friends that they used to hang out with or are they no long you know are they not doing the homework or the chores that they used to do are they missing out on food and sleep and all of those sorts of really important things that we need to fit into our day so i think we have to look at those questions much more so than simply how much time can my child have on the screen um, what are they doing? What effect is it having on them? And, and what are they missing out on? And so looking at that and then analysing, is it a positive addition to our day or do we need to make some changes and to ensure that it becomes a, a, a more positive way to spend their time online? Sure. So I think that, you know, you touched on, you know, changes to leisure activities and also, you know, what they might be missing out on and, and the difference between an engaging experience where there's a lot of... Uh, you know, uh, mental energy being used and, and exercised and, and some other passive types of behaviour. So really, it really is, parents really do need to immerse themselves, don't they, and make sure that they are, you know, are well aware of what's going on um, with their child's use of technology and, and screens. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, um, it is not just about handing over a device and saying, here you go, have that for two hours or have that for an hour or even half an hour because... Damage can be done in half an hour um, or they could be doing great stuff. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, you know I, again, I spoke to a lot of children this week um, from primary school level who were on Snapchat, they're on Instagram and, you know, mum or dad have no idea what is capable of happening on there if they're not monitoring that. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, it's not just about handing it over and thinking, oh, I'm keeping to some sort of time limit so my child's going to be okay. Um, it's more about, you know, we need to get involved, particularly at these younger ages, to see what exactly are they doing um, mm -hmm. and, and making sure that they're obviously firstly safe, um, but also are they, are they having a positive experience with a positive addition? Yeah. 
I'm, uh, I'm a bit of a neurology and neuroscience geek in my team. So I'm always interested in what these sorts of, uh, you know, new waves of, of behaviours and the impact that they have on, on, on the brain. So are you able to talk about some of the research that's come out about the impact of screens and screen time on, on children's brains? Yeah, well, I guess first we can look at uh, what happens to our brains when we get on a screen or get on a device, which also I think helps to explain to parents why it's very difficult for us to get off. And certainly for children, they don't have that, uh, that, uh, that cognitive development or regulation yet to be able to manage a lot of this on their own, which is why parents have to stay very involved when they're young. Because what happens when we pick up a device, um, firstly, dopamine gets released because often it feels good. Um, you know, we're getting to the next level of our game or we're shooting more people or whatever it is, you know, we're feeling good about this. Um, I'm creating something amazing. It feels good. Or I'm getting lots of likes on my photo. It feels good. So um, there's certainly that, uh, that release of the, the chemicals that makes us you know, want to stay on. Uh, we also ha get into, I guess, what we call that state of flow. You know, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, uh, what, what I'm doing, and I'm just in, in, a, in the middle of creating something amazing or I'm just about to be the last man standing on Fortnite. You know, he ripped that device out of my hand. I'm gonna, you're probably going to have World War III on your hands um, because the brain is in that state of flow um, and, and it doesn't want to be interrupted. We also get to um, what we call that state of insufficiency, which refers to that idea that... Um, there's no end to, to what happens on a device. Um, you know, when we read a book, we go from the start to finish or the end of a page or the end of a chapter, we have these sort of natural, uh, natural finish points. But when I pick up a device, that, that's very different. So hypothetically speaking, I might pick up a device in the morning and look at, my, look at my emails and say, oh, that's an interesting article. I'll go and read that article, read that article. I wonder if they've got a Facebook page. I'll go and check their Facebook page. Oh, yeah, they do. I'll like that Facebook page. And on the side of my Facebook comes this advertisement for a dress that I put in because uh, I never actually uh, bought it. It's just left it sitting in the cart. So the, Facebook knows I want this dress. So it keeps flushing up that advertisement. So I'll go and check that out again. And then my words with friends game comes up and I'm just going to quickly scroll Instagram and my friend's going to Bali and that's great. And I'll just check out TripAdvisor, see what's going on there. And and we get a Facebook and, we, you know, we never finish. Um, you know, I don't think anyone ever gets to the end of their Facebook where they say, enough, get on with your day. So our brain gets into this, you know, state of insufficiency. There's always something else going on. And our brains like new and novel things as well. So there's always something that's happening. So that's why it makes it hard for us to naturally put the devices down. And particularly for a child who this is the only world they've ever known and this is the effects that it's having on their brain, it makes it difficult for them to naturally put it away, which is why we hear parents constantly moaning, oh, they just want to be, you know, tethered to the screen the whole time. They don't want to go out and they don't want to do things. And and I think we have to recognise what these are doing to their brains um, so that we have to help them with that and help them place those boundaries as early as we possibly can so that they do get into those good habits that then become their behaviours. So, um and we don't know, I guess, a lot about the long-term effects of this because we simply don't have the data yet. Um, you know, this is all still relatively new, um, in, I guess, in science terms. So we, we still don't have a lot of the data to know the effects. And I guess also, ethically speaking, it's hard sometimes to measure as well. We can't actually put a child in front of a device 24-7 and see what happens to them six years later. Um, so we're, we're kind of working with 
what we know our children need for healthy development, healthy brain development, healthy body development and well-being. We know a lot of that. We've got all of that um, information of what it takes for a healthy development. So we have to try and work with that with a world that's full of screens. Um, so how do, we, how do we ensure that our kids are getting all of the good stuff we know that they need for development, all of the, the good experiences, the connection with, you know, the real-life connection, the touch, the, the security, the good food, the exercise, the, all of those things that we know they need in a screen-filled world. So obviously that means that we have to um, make sure that we're managing the screens and the screen time and the, and the, the boundaries and all of those things around it. Thank you to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Want to know more about this podcast and other VPC podcasts? Please visit the VPC website, vicparentscouncil.vic.edu.au and leave a review. We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sydney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening.